ladies and gentlemen, I'm Dave. The other guy is Scott. Welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews. Today we're going to do Foxy Brown. Well, we're not going to do Foxy Brown. We're just going to review Foxy Brown. Uh, but thank you for getting it, Scott. Um, Jesus. It's an old black exploitation movie from the 70s. I think it was 76. Yeah, I, I missed I missed that. It is another film from Frank Hill. And this one, this is actually an important note for us here at Old Ass Movie Reviews, since uh, our very first podcast is a Frank Hill film with Pam Greer. Yep. We did Coffee, and that was our first uh, movie review. And man, have we seen a lot of movies since then. Yeah. Um, we right. also, uh, Spider Baby was another Frank Hill, and now we have moved on to Foxy Brown. Definitely has the same vibe <laughs> as Coffee. You remember the last movie that we saw Pam Greer in? Escape from L.A.? Something Wicked This Way Comes. Oh, that's right. I forgot she was in that. And before, Escape from L.A. <laughs> Escape from L.A., right. So we've seen quite a few uh, Pam Greer appearances. We and sure there have. will be more, because I really... I really like Pam Greer. She's just the goddess when she walks out on on oh, the yeah. screen, and it's she takes over wherever she's at. Whatever bad dialogue Frank Hill has written for her. Well, oh, uh, and there's plenty. Is, <laughs> you know what? Pat and I were talking last. This one is fairly well acted, except mm-hmm. for the main villainess, uh, Todd. I think was her last name. The, the actual actress's name, I think, was that um, last name, Todd, and. I think that was the direction she was given. I think she yeah. was trying to be fluent and up crust and and very, you know, proper like over Catherine the top Loader. Catherine Loader. 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 Catherine Loader. Yeah, yeah. But I just I, I didn't buy it. I, I think if she would have been allowed to play it looser, I think she she was stiff. She was really she was really stiff, and I don't you know like I said I don't know if that was. <laughs> But let, let's be honest here. We don't watch these movies for the acting. No, 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 no. They're, they're 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 entertaining. <laughs> um, this is a revenge flick, um, which is it's a revenge film mixed in with a social justice message about yeah. drugs yeah. in the city. And I'm being attacked by a cat right now. <laughs> right. So it. It just follows the formula of a lot of movies that I've seen uh, in that time frame. Not a bad thing. It's just, this is the 70s film. Yeah. I was very proud of Pam Greer in this movie. I mean, there there was some breasts being shown, this and that, but not nearly as much as coffee. And Mm -hmm. everybody else was showing their breasts way more than she was this time around, which I thought, Mm -hmm. well, that's great. Um, She does get her revenge on every one of those guys. Did she wanted to get her revenge on. Uh, yeah. Her, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> her, well, let me let me her, ask something. Let's talk about that real quick, uh, folks. If you haven't seen this movie, uh, we're, we do spoil every every review, so uh, almost. Oh. Uh, but okay. So that being said, when I saw the ending of this movie, it reminded me of the ending of Coffee, where she shot the guy in the crotch with a shotgun. And well, this time yeah. <laughs> she took a little souvenir, uh, Lorena Bobbitt style. Uh, wow. Loder's character. Send it, send it to Catherine Loder's <laughs> character, the, the big baddie in this, in this movie. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a neat setup. Uh, 
what they were doing yeah. the um for the villains to have this type of uh basically business that they were in to provide yeah. Yeah. protection in a really really smart intriguing way i thought it was it was just different you don't see stuff set up like that it it was a lot deeper than coffee i think uh mm-hmm. but neither one of them are out of the ordinary it's what honestly yeah. what really happened and it's probably yeah. a lot worse than anything they show in any it of these is. movies and you see pam greer i mean her she finally goes to the black guys that are trying to clean up their own neighborhood yeah so like uh like the guardian angels of the area or whatever they are yeah and the one leader of the group is like well that's not our neighborhood it's not our problem and she's basically saying this is everybody's problem and if you don't clean up it's going to come back to your neighborhood basically you know basically tell them yeah yeah you got it whether you like it or not is irrelevant you stepped in it you have to keep going Mm -hmm. and i thought that was pretty good I think that could have been rewritten a little bit better, but I like the effect. I, I like yeah. her having to go in and plead her case to these guys. It works there's really some, well. There's something about watching uh, these black exploitation films or any of the films, the raw, rawer films of the seventies, right. uh, even right. like uh, John Carpenter's Escape from uh, or Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Uh, not oh, Escape yeah, from yeah. Precinct 13. Might as well be called Escape from Precinct 13. Yeah. But uh and you know, movies like The Warriors and stuff. There's there's a yeah. there's a looseness going on in these movies. There's um Yeah, I like it. I think I think they just approach it with more of a freedom to, yeah, we know this is not Oscar worthy, but we're gonna deliver on the entertainment and it's going to be fun and everybody's fully invested in it. And that I think that's yeah. what works about it. And they're they're fun, they're entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree completely. That they, they are very loose. Um, early, early comic strips are the same way. Early, uh, early movies from the '30s and '40s mm-hmm. were the same way. Very loose, very raw. And as they go on, as time goes on, they get cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. And I mean, the line work would get cleaner on the artwork, yeah. and the film looks cleaner in film writers like Dashiell Hammett were very gritty. I don't know how, how uh, cleaned up or polished his writing would have gotten over the years if he had lived. But I, I like to think that Dash, guys like Dashiell Hammett would have been very raw the whole time. Right. I like to think most of Cagney's movies, even though he got very polished and he was a song and dance man, his movies for gangster movies were always very raw, always very uh, hand in fist or hand in cuff. Yeah. And uh, they all worked really well. So, yeah, these movies never got a chance to get as polished as I would have liked to have seen. I love the rawness of them. I love mm-hmm. the, the, the feel that most of them were probably shot without permits, you know? just running down the street and doing their thing and then i do get that vibe from a lot of a lot of these yes especially in the one scene where the drug dealer is getting stopped by uh the guys that wind up helping foxy brown later yeah he's getting his ass kicked and then he starts kicking everybody's (laughs) ass he's gonna run 
Foxy is he's running past Foxy. She just kicks a garbage can in front of him and he trips and falls flat on his face. And then you got three guys jumping out and beating the piss out of him. And they throw him in the car. And the guy that's with Foxy Brown's like, hey, yeah, good going, brother. That's great. You know, you, well, now what are you going to do? And they're like, oh, he's he's going to be taken out. He's going to be put on a train. And they're like, <laughs> he's the guy, yeah, oh, what if he comes back? And the guy just looks at him and goes, oh, he ain't coming back. <laughs> and you know they killed this guy. <laughs> you know they're killing these drug dealers and drug pushers oh, yeah. and pimps get in their neighborhood yeah. and i was like oh sometimes justice is just you gotta you gotta do your own justice man mm-hmm. cops ain't come neighborhood you know the well, gangs and that's, are destroying your neighborhood you gotta clean them up uh, that's one of the things i the vibes i get watching watching these movies that have this this message about the drugs entering the area and just uh causing all the problems and death and and crime um this these movies are a voice are giving voice to uh people who are living that on a day to day basis and yeah. trying to shine yeah. a light on what's going on and do it in a way that you're entertained and hopefully think about it unfortunately we didn't get a long span of movies like this that uh you know, right. that would uh, do that. But I don't know. I just it, I found it interesting to have such strong social messages at this time frame. So and, it, and it's neat. And pretty positive. I mean, yeah, yeah, they did typical. All the white guys in the movie were pretty much the bad guys, except huh. for the doc and her boyfriend's boss. They hurt yeah. his immediate supervisor. Um, But yeah, I, really. That. They even made mention of it in this movie, which I found interesting, actually, because I hadn't heard anything like this in years. But when she's initially talking to the one guy that's trying to clean up the neighborhood, he talks about the the cops or the the feds bringing in the cocaine and the heroin mm-hmm. into the yeah. neighborhood. He never mentioned Bob. He never mentioned you know, any kind of, um, organized crime. Mm-hmm. And I started laughing and I thought to myself, not laughing because it was funny laughing because, wow, I never noticed it before that they knew what was going on in these neighborhoods back in the sixties and seventies, mm-hmm. yeah. the drugs in, and it's been proven that that's who's been bringing the drugs into all these yes. neighborhoods and proven that that's who's caused all the gambling in these neighborhoods. And it's like, you would think that somewhere along the lines, after all these years, people would have got their shit together and went, you know what? We're not going to have that anymore. We're not. I know. I know you can get it, but we're not going to do it. We're not going to allow it anymore. And I don't know where the disconnect is because it's it's like that everywhere in the world. It is. that connect. They know it. They know who's doing it. And yet they keep doing it. They keep allowing it. And I I don't get it. I, I don't. My mm. mind... I can't understand it. Well, and that's that's why you have um, the people liking the these movies uh, that, yeah, you know, come take out the bad guys. And this this is this is a this is a neat revenge movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> it like coffee. Uh, she gets her revenge, and and Pam dominates the screen uh, every time. I oh, love that oh, we got we got a weapon hidden in the afro again. That was, uh, yeah. you know, from coffee the as gun. well. <laughs> I like how the she gun this time. 
the razor blade to cut her ropes. Yep. Oh, dude, I was I was I was so on the edge of my seat when she was trying to pick up that double sided razor blade with her tongue. Yeah. And it's like, please yeah. tell me that is a <laughs> fake blade. <laughs> so, what's funny is I think I had mentioned to you that I, I heard a uh, an interview with her. I forgot where I had heard it on, but she would go around with Frank Hill when he was writing these these movies and he would give her a movie and she would say, well, how about we do this or this? And he's like, is that, is that a thing? And she's like, like with hiding the razor blades in the yeah. hair and doing things and drugs and this and that. And she's like, yeah, that's because she came kind of from those right. neighborhoods. So she would tell Frank Hill, yeah, let's, let's go for a drive. I'll show you what I'm talking about. And he's like, you know, we're driving. And he didn't want to get out of the car. He's like, she's oh, like, yeah. don't worry, I'm out of the car either. <laughs> but she would show him the neighborhoods that she talked about, so he could. He knew the story he wanted to tell, mm-hmm. but she kind of forced him to make it a little bit more genuine. And I Which thought great. that was very yeah. telling. Guessing those must have been really good friends because he yeah. did a lot of movies with her. Sid mm-hmm. Haig was a lot of movies with her. Oh yeah, uh, the one. The one main bad guy in this movie always played a jerk. He always played a prick in yeah. everything I've ever seen him in. He was never a nice guy. I don't ever remember him being a good guy. <laughs> he just had that look. He just Such had that jerk. look. Yeah, yeah did, it was like, oh, you are a douchebag the minute you see him on screen. You know it. And he plays it well. So major credit yeah. to, to that actor. Because yeah. for you to do that just by being on the screen, it's like, shit. <laughs> just- what up? You're just like, oh, there's the douchebag. <laughs> yep. Yep. There's there's uh here's the 70s James Spader showing up. <laughs> right. right. That, uh then, then you had the pimp um from Starsky oh, and Hutch. Antonio uh, Fargus, who also yeah. uh has was in um as fly guy in I'm gonna get you sucker. Uh yeah, and yeah, and Huggy it's, Bear, as you said, Starsky and Hutch. God, he was such a good actor, and he, he always was. played that that kind of character mm-hmm. except huggy bear huggy bear though he was a pimp he seemed to be like a if i remember correctly a pimp with a, a conscience like he, yeah, he, that like, just did it's an impossible thing but it would always help the cops. <laughs> and it wasn't just because he was getting paid it's because he you know he wanted his girls to be safer that's if i remember correctly that's how it was supposed to Interesting. be like, like he was really taking care of his girls. Well, how like, else would you? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, how else could you get an audience to get behind right. a pimp? It would, you know, yeah. have to be yeah. like on on night shift with Henry Winkler and uh, yeah. what's his name, Michael Keaton. Michael yeah. Keaton. You know, they yeah. had they were getting them health yeah. insurance and everything. And it's like, yeah, investing their money. Yeah. I, I, I thought, funny like that's a great movie that's a movie we, we need yeah. to do but pam greer i don't know how many of these movies she did yeah i don't know i know most of her career was on these movies mm-hmm. and like you said she walks on stage or yeah, she, in, she, in the screen and she's there she dominates that damn moment from the yeah. time huggy calls her <laughs> on the phone to say come and pick me up which I is love that opening. beginning, oh, that opening scene where she yeah. runs at, yeah. <laughs> in yeah, the she, car. And she's dominating at that point. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead and explain oh. 
Huggy Bear, or I'm not sure what the guy's name is, uh, Link. Fargus Link, Link calls her, yeah. and it's out. It's her sister. His his sister. Yeah, you got to come. You got to come help me. I'm going to get beat up by these guys. I'm going to get hurt. I'm going to get broke, broken ribs. Blah blah blah. Whatever. So she winds up showing up as the cops pull away, and he's about ready to get his ass beat. Take it away. Yeah, she. she, she this is this is great because you're just watching this and you see the car coming. She flashes her lights and then they pan the camera to the guy on the sidewalk and instantly you know it's like uh oh. And she does. She yep. goes forward and just chasing yep. after him and, and you know rolls off the hood and shit. It's just it's good, you know. But that opening scene sets the whole thing up. Yeah. That yeah. that scene with Link, um, you already know he's. From the opening seconds, you see when he comes out of that door and he starts to look, you know, here's somebody who's afraid for his life. Somebody's after yeah. him. And you just start putting it together as it goes. And it and you just see how deep he is into it. He's got such a gambling problem and he's dealing in drugs and he does something really shitty. He turns in his sister's boyfriend to yeah. the mob because he who, was an informant. Yeah, he well, he wasn't an informant. Well, he's a fed. Yeah, he was an undercover fed. Yeah, like you, and you knew it was going to happen. You knew. Oh my god! Yeah, so that sets it in motion, and uh, Pam Greer goes to get revenge, and boy, does she ever! And and you're right. uh, The what's her name, Uh, Catherine Loader. I it just the the character we knew she was the boss, which was fine, but she was. Um, she wasn't evil enough. Uh, I think she was just way too stiff, needed to be a little more psycho. <laughs> I don't know, a little more comfortable being psycho. I you know? think that's what they were trying to portray. Mm-hmm. But that I think she played it too stiff. I think it, she played it a little bit looser, a little bit more, more relaxed. Yeah. It would come off as, I think she would have come off a lot more evil. Yeah. Or a but, lot but to be fair, better. Yeah. It's it it was perfectly fine performance to be fair. I yeah. mean it just yeah, yeah, if if I have to nitpick this because like I said, we didn't watch this to say, oh my god, look at the fine acting. Yeah. <laughs> what an awesome. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, not not that. Um no. but yeah, you watch it because they're entertaining, number one. Yeah. Number two, you know they're gonna give you some kind of uh social message, which doesn't bother me. Because I know going in what to expect from one of these types of yeah. movies, especially uh, Frank Frank Hill. Frank, Frank Hill, yeah. I always, Frank, yeah, I, I always, always want to call him Jack, but it's Frank. Yeah, like some some Frank Hill movie. You know, he's he's going to have some kind of message, even mm-hmm. if it's completely lost on you. Well, he's trying to give you, and that's that's what made that's what made uh, "Don't Be a Menace to South Central While Drinking Juice in the Hood" so funny. Is having um, Keenan. Wayans pop in message message uh because all of these movies always had messages and they they continued this from the 70s yeah. black exploitation up into um john singleton who uh would swing his messages with a freaking sledgehammer and right. you know uh <laughs> i go back and revisit some of those as like damn that's just that's just too much so you know, yeah. This yeah. this is not too much. This is necessary because it sets it sets the um, stage for where you're at. It sets the stage for the the type of community you're in the middle of right there. So it lets right. the viewer know where you're at. Um, 
and you have to. That that's character building. Absolutely. So it it does uh does a good job with that. I I enjoyed this. Liked coffee much better, but not. I shouldn't say much better. I liked coffee better. This yeah. one is uh this one's different. Um, yeah, I like coffee. To me, is even sillier and not as probably not as well put together as this one. But I like coffee well, better. Yeah, well, that's just that's what we were talking about. It's like it's a little bit grittier. Coffee's yeah. grittier. Um, I do like coffee a little bit more, but there are things I like about this one more than coffee. It's, it's, yeah. it's, uh, I can see that. Sid Haig, yeah. Sid Haig is the pilot. I liked him as a pilot. I was, I always loved Sid Haig. Yeah. Expecting him to be in a lot more of this movie. Like I kept yeah. going to like, where the Haig? And then when they went to the, the ranch, the hillbilly ranch, and I'm like, that's a man that's playing hillbilly music that's never heard a southern hillbilly song before because it's just a lot of twangy going on. And I'm like, that's not even that's not, that's not it was, country music. I don't. It was great, but it was. I fun. love that scene. I mean, was that not ridiculous? That was, was absolutely kind of over the top. But then you sit there. But and it was think, perfect. That, that's probably not too far from what really goes on. Exactly. Right now. Exactly. But it was. Well, it was. It was just really ridiculous. It's like, and and, and it was, I think it was meant to be, I don't know if it was meant to be almost comical or was it meant to be more horrifying? Because honestly, it was both. Um, yeah. Because the the context of what happened is is absolutely horrible, what they did to her. But with, with that, that fake hillbilly music and the way these guys looked and talked and walked, it made it comical. And maybe... Maybe Frank think, was going for something more serious, but because he didn't understand I, that, I don't know. <laughs> the way that I that I would take that on retrospect, with how you're bringing it up, I think he he maybe felt like he was getting too serious with it. So that's where the music comes in. That's where he tells you guys, okay, you got to play the over the top, crazy white hillbilly guy because if not. People are really going to hate you. People are really, I mean, you get killed, but they're really, you know what I mean? Like maybe yeah. he felt like, ah. Oh, well, and that that's what I was thinking too. This because audiences may not want to, if you make it light, lighter and a little com, a little more comical, it's easier to digest the horror that you're looking at. That's why horror comedy works yeah. well. Cause you, you see some horrible things. Uh, Hills Have Eyes 2, I think, the remake, um, has a horrible scene similar to this. Um, only right. it takes it full on graphic. It is, and it, that's one that's all I remember from the movie. So right. I'm glad he lightened this up a little yeah. because that that actually could have been really, really bad. But anyway, maybe that's why it was done. And the fact that she gets them, those two guys at the end. With the oh, hanger, does she ever. With that coat hanger. And I could, I, I thought, is that what she's going to do? Like with the, and then I was like, no, nah, it looks like she's going to put it in a burner. I don't know what the hell she's doing. And then the guy wow. comes in and she gets him with that. And you can see his eye. Like, I know, out. dude, I was about to say, did his eye that come out? Like, Cause oh. it was just, oh, yeah. damn. And then, and then a little bit later on, that guy, the bigger guy comes in, she just throws a gasoline on him and he knows what's going to happen. Yep. He knows exactly what's going to happen next. And sure as shit, she throws some matches on him. He go, he just goes up that. in flames. And I was just like, yeah. yes, you bastard, you deserve that. You deserve yeah. no better bricks. 
they had one. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I, I was I was gonna gonna say there are some funny moments in this film. Uh, the hospital scene where she's with her uh, boyfriend and they're they're making the out, and that nurse comes in, and it's she time for his sponge bath. Yeah. It's time for your bath. Yeah, that was that was funny. That was funny, especially uh, to see. Pam Greer's character sitting out there. She's smiling. She's laughing. You're yeah. you're seeing that's a good moment. You're seeing yeah. the love that they have for each other there. And it's, you know, I, I appreciate things like that. These movies aren't all exploitation and, and gratuitous right. nudity and violence and stuff. There's there's some human moments in them that I think are good. And uh it's I enjoy it. Yeah, they're a very, very good movie. Very good. They had uh their special effects guy. I don't remember his name, but there's one really good special effect in this movie. And it says the plane, she's on the plane and she's chasing some guy. Why the guy just stood there and started shooting. I don't know. Is that the henchmen are dumb. Henchmen I forgot about the guy. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Make sure that you, if you're going to hire henchmen, that they at least have a high school diploma or something, a good high school. But they're disposable. This guy Standing there shooting, but the 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 thing that worked for me is when that plane hits him, the rotary. He just yeah, and they have that on camera. Like it just—it's great. I was just holy crap. That's that was a good effect. It was. It was a great edit, right to the yeah from the from the actor to the gag. That edit just went so well. Uh, It's like good job. Yeah, I like it. to look at the, who the editor was. I, 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 the way I'm set up now, I'm on my phone. I'm not actually right. on my computer. I pull it up, but the editor did a really good job, and there were some really good edits in this movie. Like, oh yeah, from one other, it like, flowed well. It flowed well. Um, yeah. I love the the gay bar scene. Uh, you know, I have a black belt in karate. I, black- <laughs> I got a black belt in karate. Uh, then, a black belt and bar stool. <laughs> yep. And a black Love belt. It. Boy, she hit that bitch with a bar stool, like four bar stools, and she would not go down. Hey, she, that's, a, that's one tough day. She ain't going down. <laughs> but that what was... I thought was really cool is the, the some of the, the dyke lesbians are going to try and beat up Pam Greer and keep her there and the other girl there for the the mob baddies it just shows then, you how far the mob's reach was but the good news is you had a bunch of lesbians that were like hey leave her alone she's she's our friend <laughs> like she all these a lot of the women in this bar and they they just went after the women that were going after I don't know, there's Greer. a big old fight she, that was awesome <laughs> they were being and what was shit out of some- <laughs> what surprised me about this fight is everybody kept their clothes on Oh my god! I didn't realize that because it was just—it was a natural bar fight. It was a bar fight. It was a real bar fight. Whereas sometimes yeah. we'll watch these movies, see a bar fight. Hold on a second, or any fight. Yeah. Hold on, let me take everything off. <laughs> what? <laughs> there, there was a lot of gratuitous nudity, but you're right. In this bar, it fight, wasn't. It must- wasn't as much as others. That's for sure. No, no, it really wasn't. I mean, there were some like women in the background. Yeah, down it really stuff. wasn't prominent. But, so that was. Wasn't the main main thing to get somebody's top off you yeah. know what i mean yep uh 
but yeah, it was a good movie. All in all, I, I enjoyed. I, I did too. Fox, I did. Sinbad, the comedian did a, did a bit about Foxy Brown. Oh, and yeah. it's very, as, as he's doing his skit, he spots uh, Pam Greer in the audience. Oh, wow. And he, like he was just starting his bit and then like somebody says something or, or he spots her in the audience. He's like, Oh man, <laughs> he's almost too embarrassed. And then he starts going on and then he just goes off on a riff. Like, you know, I tried to date girls in, in college and you know, you ain't Foxy Brown. You ain't Foxy Brown. <laughs> no woman could compare to Pam Greer. <laughs> and she's just, they shoot the camera over to her. She's just laughing. But yeah, yeah this is a good, this is, I like yeah. this one. I really love Cough. We're going to be doing more Pam Greer's, folks. Oh, we are going to definitely are. be doing some more Pam Greer. Absolutely. She's, she's absolutely, no complaints from me. I, I recommend it. I recommend yeah. any. I have not, I cannot think of any black exploitation movie, and that's a terrible thing to call it, but that is what it was dubbed. And it was dubbed by yep. people that were trying to destroy the film industry that these people were in. Um, but it didn't work. It backfired in the long run, and thank God for that. But I haven't seen one that I didn't like, that I haven't liked. Mm-hmm. Well, I, they- I like some less others, but I like... All of them I've liked very well, much. Well, these are movies that I've that I've seen. I've seen several late at night, uh, growing up yeah. and and watching these, and they're always they're always entertaining. You always get into the characters. Yeah. It's always fun. Um, it's just that's fun. Hey, we're talking about all these gangster violent <laughs> movies that, but they're they're entertaining. They are, and they uh, it's. I turn those on. I know instantly I'm watching 70s. It's got that 70s vibe all the way through yeah. it. Um, just like we talk about, er, at least certain certain eras have their <laughs> their energy. And this is a 70s and, film. Yeah. And How you many... know the bad guy going to get. Yeah. You, know the you, you do. You, it does do that a lot where um, the, the, the good guy always wins. Um, I had to pause for a second. I watched the uh, Sylvester Stallone documentary on uh, Netflix called Sly. I highly recommend it. And he talked about how he ended uh, Rambo and how he always he needed a happy ending. The hero right. does not die, will not die in his movies. And he, he he would butt so many heads with people to make sure that 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 got through. So there was always hope. And I appreciate that about Stallone. And I appreciate that about these movies, because you now you have somebody to root for. And it's not all, right. you know. A, an unhappy ending. Yeah, which they were <laughs> doing a lot of in the 70s. There, there's a lot of movies where the, the anti-hero gets killed at the very end of the movie mm-hmm. that, that's why like there's certain movies that i don't like watching i've seen them one time i'm like i'll never watch that movie again because of the way they ended it i'm like it was it was a dumb ending there was no reason yeah. to do that yeah to get there are um, you watch and you're like okay the hero has to die here and then the hero walks out and you're like wait a minute no 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 the better ending would have been this mm-hmm. uh, like sometimes, sometimes it's necessary put, and yeah, like in Rogue One, had everybody got off that planet, Scar- Scarrow, is that the one? Uh, I think so. It, it, there would have been a shit movie. It literally would have been just a crap movie. Because you got those people there and you're like, there's no way any of them are getting off. 
Yeah, I didn't that, particularly very ending of that, but we discussed that already. Well, yeah, Go um, watch that review. With with with, with <laughs> that with that in Rogue One, because I'm going to humor the Star Wars talk for a moment. Uh, with with that in Rogue One, <laughs> you, me as the audience participant watching this, when you realize sitting there on your couch that everybody that you have been following this whole time is about mm-hmm. to die. They know it. You know it. You all discover it at the same time. It's powerful. Yeah. It's well done. Yeah. It's a good moment in the movie. And it has right. to go. It has to happen. And mm-hmm. it gives me chills when I think about it. I love Rogue One. It's 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 a phenomenal yeah. flick. Anyway, back to... <laughs> with, with coffee head, at coffee, or in, in the coffee movie, or in... Um, Foxy Brown, yeah, because she did Jackie Brown too, and I was like, wait, no, we didn't do Jackie Brown. Uh, Foxy Brown, had she died or gotten killed during this, this movie would have failed miserably in the box office and around the world. I mean, nobody would remember this movie. Nobody would go see it because she had her character had to live. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's plain and simple. Um, the bad guys had to be punished. And let me tell you, that one bad guy, <laughs> that one bad guy is more than punished enough and he deserved it. He deserved oh, yeah. human trafficking. Everybody got what they deserved. Exactly what he got. Yeah. Exactly what he got. Yeah. And I have no problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. So your final thoughts on on this? Uh, like this movie i really do and i highly recommend it if you are a pam greer fan if you're a black exploitation fan if you're a 70s cinema yeah a i would say go see or watch or rent or however you can see this movie get it it's, it's worth it it's well yeah. worth it yeah i agree i agree a lot of fun with this one uh and and it is the, the these type of movies you have a defined hero you have a defined bad guy the hero is going to win yeah Justice will be served. And it, you know, it gives you that little sense of hope. And I always think of like the end of coffee ended with her riding off into the sunset, even though it was a beach uh, at dawn or whatever. But so it was the whole concept. There goes our hero. Where are they now? Mm -hmm. And even though this is a different character than coffee. It's still Pam Greer. It's still the same character. It's like when we go watch in the 80s, you've got Stallone, you've got Schwarzenegger, you've got Van Damme. They're all, yeah, it doesn't matter. Those are the action people. So it's... It doesn't matter what movie you're watching them in, you know what you're going to step into. Yeah, yeah. and how can, can I forget Chuck Norris? Yeah, so... I believe that Pam Greer could knock knock a guy out with a with a hook and, you know, that yeah. could work. Those fire yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no no not at all that was a nasty bit of scene there but yeah folks thank you for joining us uh as we uh work our way through uh more old ass movies uh hit the like hit the share hit the subscribe and we will catch you next week with some surprise i'm sure something we're gonna do something, something. something. Oh, fuck. <laughs>